0: well hello hello everybody welcome back to another episode of the podcast as always i'm your host chad michael bouton and i want to thank you all so much for clicking on a brand new episode of hindsight is 2200. just want to thank you guys so so much for all the love and support that you guys show we are continuing to grow and get bigger and better and it's all because of you guys so thank you so much for all the love and support it really does mean a lot so in the first part of the series, because we're going to get into the second part of the guide dog mini series. But if you missed the first part, please go back and give it a listen. I sat down with Zuhay Gonzalez, who is the Director of Genetics, Reproduction, and Puppy Care. We talked a lot about puppies, which we will be doing again in this episode, too. Uh, but they will be a little bit older <laughs> in this part. But um, now, in part one, we talked about all the science and love and care that goes into creating these amazing superheroes that go on to do great things for the people they're matched with. So if you have ever wondered what goes into creating these dogs, the puppy education, the love and care of the volunteers and the staff over at GNR and and within the nursing, please go back and give a listen to it. I know I'd appreciate it, and I know Zuhay would appreciate it as well. All right, so let's move on. In today's part of the mini series, we're going to talk about puppy raising. And, of course, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it, but I, of course, have to just take the time to thank my amazing puppy raisers. Michelle and Roger Reese. They really did amazing work and it's because of the foundation they gave my guide dog Andros that he has gone on to just be the amazing working guide dog he is. But to talk more about puppy racing services, I have my guest today. She is the director of puppy raising services. So please welcome my amazing guest, the great and powerful Leslie Shepard. Oh, it's great to be here, Chad. I'm not so
1: sure how great and powerful
0: I am, but thank you for that. A Anyone who does the job that you do is great and powerful because puppy (laughs) raising services is so, so important. And I think from the outside looking at people just don't realize how important the puppy raisers and the job that you do directing it all really is.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it's funny. I was just thinking about it um, not too long ago, and honestly, um, in the in the um, other than the the actual recipient like you and the guide dog handler, the service dog handler, we as puppy raisers actually have our hands on those dogs the longest. So mm-hmm. we're, we're taking them from an eight-week-old baby and raising them until they're. 14, 16 months old mm-hmm. um, sometimes with with covid it was actually even a little bit longer we had some mm-hmm. puppies out with our razors till they were about 20 months old oh wow so I mean if you think about it in terms of sort of like human lifetime and what kind of your um, education and and development that's happening it's like from um, kindergarten through high school oh wow so everything that happens um, in that time in development, that's kind of what our puppy raisers are are doing with mm-hmm. our with our dogs. And um you said it, they're laying that foundation of all the skills, all the experiences mm-hmm. that we're gonna need and teaching them how to sleep in a crate, <laughs> how to be trustworthy in the house, mm-hmm. how to be housebroken.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of sleepless nights that happen, you know, so they're doing that, that kind of baby, to, mm-hmm. you know, I say kindergarten, but really, in some ways, it's kind of toddler, if you think about it, because <laughs> they're not changing diapers, but they're cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of accidents in the yeah.
0: beginning
1: yeah you know? so they really do an incredible amount of work um, mm. for us it's just unbelievable yeah
0: they they are some of the most selfless people um, um that you could have the pleasure of meeting um the sacrifices they make um knowing the job that they have to do um they are special people
1: yeah oh yeah absolutely and that's why you know Everybody on campus thinks they've got the best job in the world, <laughs> but I really feel like I, I and my team have mm-hmm. a really um, special place at the organization because we do get to support um, all of these incredibly altruistic people. It is really mm-hmm. altruism at its best. I mean, how think about it. How many people can take a, a puppy and love it for that long, a year or a year and a half, and then just be, you know, when we say, okay, time for that dog to come in for, for, its, for its formal training, for its, you know, time to come to canine uh, university and get the college degree, if mm-hmm. you will, um, <laughs> and they do it. And they, they're like, okay, and and I say that our razors have like really huge hearts because mm-hmm. they give a piece of it away with every single puppy. Mm-hmm. And, and we have... You know, 65% of our raisers will keep doing it again Mm -hmm. and again and again. Mm -hmm. Um, We just um, inducted 25 new members of our Puppy Raiser Hall of Fame. Wow. um, That means that they've raised 10 or more puppies. Mm -hmm. We have, I think, almost 100 people in our Puppy Raiser Hall of Fame. So that's awesome. They've raised, you know, 10, some of them 20. We even have people
0: who've raised 40 puppies for us. So it's cool that's crazy yeah yeah and you know you, you say that the um, altruism um i'll never forget because you know we for those that have had the, the honor of being accepted by an organization like southeastern guide dogs um and you know getting that match you know getting the the chance to go on campus and train um i don't know if every you know organization is the same way, but you know, there, there was that day for me back all the way in 2014 where um, I had the puppy raiser day. So basically the puppy raisers get to come on campus and meet the person that was matched with their dog. And of course I'm, I, you know, I, I I'm just thinking in my head when I'm meeting Roger and Michelle for the first time, I'm just like, how did you guys give this dog back? <laughs> and I'm just like, it had to be so hard and I'll never forget. I asked Roger this and he didn't even think about it. He immediately responded, saying no. He said, because it's days like today that let people like us who are doing this out of our own time and house know that we're doing the, the right job. You know, this is all the reward that we need is to be able to sit with say a Chad Bowden or, Alexa, about or Matt Arnold, and know that the dog that we raised is changing a life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's
1: absolutely true. And I remember your puppy raiser day. I'll (laughs) never forget it. It's (laughs) hard to
0: think, it's already been eight years.
1: I know. I know. Um, it is that puppy raiser day is our absolute favorite day Mm -hmm. because we do get to see that, um, our raising come full circle. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's so wonderful as a raiser, and I've raised eight puppies. Um, I have one working guide. Um, so out there with Robbie Esper. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you have that day and you see the puppy, they don't forget you as a <laughs> <They> race. <don't. laughs> you know, they don't forget you. When they see you, they're excited to see you. But they're they belong to, to you, Chad, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and to the all the other um graduates that, that we see as razors that dog go, yeah, they're happy to see us. Hey, you're an old friend. We we loved you, you were wonderful and part of our life. You always will be part of our life, but but they're yours. Mm-hmm. And we them go back to you so they say hi to us but they go back to you <laughs> the job that we worked so hard for them to 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 learn to do I mm-hmm. mean, the foundations of it so no it's like it is a huge it's just make, it just makes our hearts grow that piece that we gave away now is mm-hmm. so fulfilled again because it's just such a wonderful thing we love mm-hmm. it Absolutely. And a, yeah, and as puppy raising services, we love that day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a very special day and and it's it's an awesome day too.
1: It's much better than the one they turn the puppies in. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: get yeah, I get them. There's day. a
1: lot of tears on that day. Yeah. But, but only because it's just like when you take your child off to college, you mm-hmm. know you're you're setting them off into the world with all of your hopes and dreams and you don't necessarily know and you know it takes a very special dog to become Mm -hmm. a guide dog um and so you just don't know when you when you take that puppy in at eight weeks if if they're going to fulfill that mission or not so Mm -hmm. um when they do it's really super special
0: Mm -hmm, absolutely so you've been at southeastern guide dogs for 12 years now Twelve
1: years. Yeah.
0: Oh wow! And and you have always been within the puppy raising services, or
1: I have. I have always been in puppy raising services. It's funny. I came to it as a second career. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been in education and um, and academic management, um, mm-hmm. and so a, a kind of a, in some ways, uh, a different world, but in some ways, very similar. Right. Uh, I always say that I was working with faculty and parents and students, and so Mm -hmm. that really translates sometimes to our area coordinators, our puppy raisers, and our puppies. It was very some very translatable skills there, Um, but I started as a puppy raiser and a volunteer on campus and then heard about a position coming open in puppy raising services, and it was Mm -hmm. a part-time position. It was a support position. It was an admin position, and I was ready. I had retired before and was ready to just not have tons of responsibility. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, so I started in the department and then just kind of one thing led to another. There some people moved on to other positions. So I moved up. I, I went from um, just kind of being an admin support person to being uh, the puppy placement person where I was mm-hmm. actually matching puppies and And making that happen. And our manager decided to move on. And Titus and our HR director came to me and said, Would you be interested in the position? And I said, Yes, I would. So (laughs) um, I just felt like, as a puppy raiser, having been a puppy raiser, that maybe there was something that I could bring to the the position that um, hadn't been brought to the position before. So Mm -hmm. it's been an honor and a privilege and a joy to. Mm Um, have led the department all these years.
0: Yeah, you guys do amazing work there. Um, Your entire team are um, some amazing people.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) I I am nothing without my team.
0: (laughs) So um, can you explain just a little bit of um, the idea behind puppy raising? Because I know from the outside looking in, a lot of people don't really understand what we're talking about when we say puppy raising. So can you just speak to that a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, if you think about, you know, in your, your um, last podcast, um, Mm -hmm. people heard from Zuhay. So Mm -hmm. she talked about the puppy, you know, how they're, um, you know, the genetics and then, Mm -hmm. you know, how they're cared for in the kennel environment. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we can't, um, our Dogs are that are going to become guide dogs and service dogs for veterans. They need to be out in the real world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they can't um, grow up in a kennel environment and mm. you know, learn. Yes, they could learn the skills, but they mm-hmm. be a huge part of their socialization, mm-hmm. which is learning to live, um, you know, in a home environment. Um, the the the, our instructors will always say that the one thing that they can never train um, our dogs on is house manners Mm. so our puppies need to go into a home they need to feel like and understand what it is like to live in a home environment and that Mm -hmm. home environment could be with Um, you know, kids Mm -hmm. or a couple or um, other dogs or cats or ferrets, you know, (laughs) because we never know who a dog is particularly going to get matched with Mm -hmm. when they're ready for that. So we want to give them, we want to broaden their education Mm -hmm. and their environment beyond a kennel environment. So that's Mm -hmm. where puppy raisers come into play. Plus they are teaching them those foundational skills, those cues that mm-hmm. they're going to, those cues that you guys use as recipients,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, all those basics, sit down, come, um, you know, close, place, down, stay. They're also teaching them impulse control, you know, as <laughs> the guide dog cannot be running after, you know, small animals or s- hoovering things up off the ground or putting mm-hmm. the paws up on a counter or things like that our puppy raisers take that on mm. and teach those puppies to be focused when all kinds of distractions are happening around them. Mm. Um, I mentioned before, um, they're potty training them, <laughs> they're outbreaking yeah. them. Um, and they're teaching them, as I said, to, to have impulse control and work around distractions, walk on a loose leash when they need to be trustworthy in the house. Um, and then out in the world Mm -hmm. and just experience traffic, um, other people, strollers, um, you know, anything a recipient would do with their dog as a guide or a service dog for a veteran. We want that puppy to have experienced that. And that's where our puppy raisers come in. They are taking them out and about. And we're really lucky in the state of Florida that our puppy raisers have the same access rights as an actual service mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. So we're lucky that we can take them anywhere. And um, we have puppy raising groups all over the Southeast. And with our new remote raising program, we actually have puppy raisers all over the US. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're not as lucky in each of those states, but um, our puppy raisers still manage to get those puppies out and experiencing the
0: world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you know. It's, it's great when people, um, you know, think, "Oh, it's you know, you guys are out of Florida, so you have them all in Florida." It's like, no, we 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 have them all over the map. <laughs> yeah, there's big groups out in Texas, California. I mean, we have some up in the northern states. I mean it's it's a it's a very big network of people that um go into this and um they have their groups that they work with up in those areas that are checking in and making sure everything's going right so it there's there's a lot of moving parts that go into the people that are dealing it out of state
1: yeah absolutely i mean we have um Every puppy raiser group, um, every puppy raiser, well, most, except for the remote raisers, Mm -hmm. but actually they have a group too. They just Mm -hmm. meet virtually online. Mm -hmm. So every puppy raiser is connected to a group of some kind, whether in person or virtually, and that's their local support system. And they're meeting twice a month
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, as a group so that uh, we have wonderful volunteer area coordinators that lead those groups. And um, they are making sure that the razors are learning what they need to learn and uh, are supported if they're having any issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're also monitoring how the puppies are doing with those razors and then as puppy raising services. We also have regional managers Mm -hmm. who are kind of, if you think of it, there are professional puppy trainers (laughs) and our professional people trainers because they have to have that talent to, to train both people Mm -hmm. and puppies. They have to know everything there is to know about puppy behavior and how to troubleshoot and solve it and also how to teach people to teach the puppies. So Mm -hmm. they oversee um, each of my um, five regional managers oversees about um 6 to 8 puppy groups uh mm-hmm. within their region but yeah we're
0: we're all over so, yeah. yeah so um we talked about how you know puppy raisers are these amazing people that you know take on the responsibility of basically raising they're kind of like the 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 second uh, or I'm, I mean I would say that Zuhei and her team are kind of the the people that love the dogs first but then you know that true like first big family for the dogs that they never forget are their puppy racers. So that match happens. But for people who become puppy racers, what is the process that they have to go through to be approved by the organization to become a puppy racer?
1: Yeah, Uh, it starts with an application. Mm -hmm. So they fill out an application for us. And then we have an online pre-placement class So we're asking them to um, do some some classwork for us online, um, some education about the organization, some basic, um, get some basic understanding of um, what our program is about, what they're gonna be responsible for. Um, So they're completing that online course. Then they're going out to that local group and they are actually getting the hands-on um, uh, translating what they've learned online to actually, you know working with a dog. So mm-hmm. not their own puppy yet, but mm-hmm. they'll visit these groups and they'll be handling other people's puppies um, for a time period, um, so that we can see, you know, what, what is their handling skill like? Mm-hmm. What do we need to teach them? And we're going to just teach them some basics of, you know, here are the basic cues here are, um, this, we use a marker word. Um, the, the instructors use clickers. We as razors mm-hmm. use clickers, we use a marker word. we use the word yes, but we're teaching <laughs> and we use positive reinforcement and mm-hmm. treats. So you have to understand how to do that treat delivery and how to mark appropriately. So we're teaching them that. That, um, and some of those basic skills um, of how to teach the puppy. So they're learning um, online and in person. Then we ask them to, uh, we have a home visit. So the area coordinator uh, will go out to their home. And, um, you know, go through the program and make sure that they understand all the protocols that um, need to be um, followed, Mm -hmm. because we do have some really specific things that we ask them to learn and to teach the puppies and it takes the whole family right you can't just be, you know want you guys know this as recipients everybody has to be on board you know one one little you know get letting something happen that's not supposed to happen and the the dogs are pretty smart and they're Mm. like "Ah, i'm going with that exception instead of what (laughs) so everybody has to be consistent so we make sure in that home visit that the whole family's on board and and able to follow our protocols like no people food and and as puppy raisers we don't allow the puppies on the furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that changes once the dogs are matched um, with their with their partner, but that should be your choice, not our mm-hmm. choice. And mm-hmm. it's easier to um, form a habit than it is to break a habit. So we kind of give them to you as a clean slate on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, after they've had their home visit and, you know, to be honest, we want to make sure our puppies are going to be safe and in a safe environment. And we also want to know what their lifestyle is like. So that's another reason for the home visit. Mm -hmm. We have them puppy sit because puppy raising is a 24 seven commitment. (laughs) We want to make sure that, the our people that are going to be razors for us understand that it takes a lot of time and commitment so we have them puppy sit for us and that's kind of the final step and once they have completed all those steps then they're ready when when they are ready because we don't want to say you know we may have puppies ready right now but if mm-hmm. they're not ready we want to you know make sure it's the timing is right then we'll match a puppy with them and we mm-hmm. look at um kind of similarly to how i think the dogs are matched with you guys um we do look at their lifestyle um you know kind of what's their handling skill what's mm-hmm. their lifestyle things like that what's their mm-hmm. preference? do they want a male or female because sometimes mm-hmm. that's important
0: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's people like me that just say i want a dog <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we love those people I
0: <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah, yeah.
1: But we're, we're really lucky. We, we need, um, I mentioned we have people repeat over and over again, but, um, we produce, you probably learned in the first, um, your first podcast, about 250 puppies per year. Yeah,
0: Lots of dogs,
1: lots of dogs. Well, you know, though we breed that on campus, we haven't figured out in puppy raising services, how to breed puppy raisers. <laughs> so we, we We need, we always need um, people to want to be puppy raisers for us because Mm -hmm. there's, we always have that timing. Once we capture somebody and have them um, as a puppy raiser and approved and they get matched with a puppy, they're out of our network for a Mm -hmm. year and a half. So Mm -hmm. we're constantly constantly looking for, for new raisers, so encourage anybody that knows anyone that they think might be interested to direct them to our website. We have lots of information there. And then we're happy to also, you know, take a phone call or send an email, whatever, Mm -hmm. more information. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like you said, you know, once you tap that one person, that that's great. And I mean, most of I mean I think a lot a large majority will raise more than one puppy. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, because like you said, like a hundred people, when you when you think about that, in the Hall of Fame, you that's they've raised at least 10 puppies. And that's just amazing in itself to just know that um the puppy raisers themselves enjoy doing this so much that they're willing to not only do it once, but do it twice, thrice, and then so on and so
1: yeah oh yeah it will you know it's really i mean it's rewarding to be able to see that match happen and Mm -hmm. to support the mission of southeastern guide dogs no matter what career placement that puppy Mm -hmm. um, has even even if sometimes and it does happen Mm -hmm. um for temperaments or medical reasons sometimes the dog just can't find a placement and then the razor is offered um to adopt that dog. And and I have two here at home that have, <laughs> that have gone that way. And um, sometimes we can't as razors, as we have to say no, because we want to yeah. continue to raise. And um, so they go to a public adoption, but we still feel, I mean, I still feel this as a razor that I have still done, I have made that puppy the best puppy that they could possibly be because mm-hmm. they learned um, our system and how to be um, a well-behaved, um, well-socialized um, dog that they may not have been before. So mm-hmm. it's all about supporting the mission, and and we always feel as raisers that that we've contributed to that. And and it's fun.
2: It's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, it's
1: fun to learn new skills. It's fun to get with your group and and meet new people and. Um, some people say they come for the puppies and stay for the people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% because there's a lot of great people that go into Southeastern Guide Dogs, and there's a lot of great people at Southeastern Guide Dogs. <laughs>
1: uh, yes, there are. There mm-hmm. absolutely are.
0: Mm-hmm. So so you, you just alluded to it, but you have a huge system there at Puppy Racing Services, and Honestly, I could ask you, hey, let's break down every part of the program that you give your puppy raisers. But I feel like we would need like maybe three episodes just to get through that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, probably.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But can you just, you know, briefly explain maybe some of like the the basics of like the program? Because I know from talking to Michelle and Roger, they have like an entire like lesson plan of like commands and how they're supposed to do it. So, I mean, if we could just break it down as best we can, I would love to do that.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll try to be pretty succinct. <laughs> um, okay. Um, there's, pr- there's three main components, uh, essentially. Um, there is kind of the, the home environment and all the everything that goes involved with that. So as I said before, teaching the puppy to be trustworthy in the house. Mm-hmm. They can't be scarfing stuff off the counter. They can't be picking up slippers and running away with them. And <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: you, know, you know why.
2: Mm-hmm. You need
1: to know where everything is at all times and that, you know, the puppy's not chewing and swallowing things that they don't need to be. So there's that yeah. home component. Then there's the um, basic um, training component. So that's teaching them those cues or what people have thought of in the past commands. Mm-hmm. So we have about 15 that we ask our puppy raisers to teach. So And, it, and that includes the all-important busy yeah. And, which is the relief command and that they do it on a schedule on time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and because that's important, particularly if you're visually impaired and it's a guide dog, you, that's an important thing to know. Um, but all kind of the basics sit down and they all are connected to whatever is needed. Um, for their work as a guide or a service dog. So Mm -hmm. we're laying that kind of basic foundation. So it's basic training, basic cues, about 15 that they're teaching. Um, And and part of that is um, they're also in the very beginning when they pick up the puppy, doing a six week puppy kindergarten. Mm -hmm. They're teaching them things like proper alignment. Um, For guide dogs, it's really important that their butt doesn't swing out. They need to be in a straight heel position you know, for orientation and mobility, you guys need a perfect heel position. So our razors are working on that. They're working on that impulse control and distraction and being, you know, a a good citizen on, you know, Mm -hmm. and and then the the other part is the um, getting them out and about in the world. So the socialization to the larger world. So taking all that home skills that they're teaching them, all those basic skills that they're teaching them and putting them to practical use, um, in the real world. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, we always say, you know, with the puppy raisers spend five to 10 minutes as they get a little bit older, maybe 15 minutes a day, going through those basic skill cues, um, making sure that they are solid on them, that they do them reliably, um, that they can do them in any environment, not just at home, but everywhere. Um, so, and then, um, take them out and they're, then just do it in the real world,
2: mm-hmm.
1: proof it in the real world. So making sure that they can do it um, out there reliably.
2: In the mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the great thing about the puppy raising portion of the program is it's, you know, it's the, it's the best time to really, you know, put everything into practice and just see how the dog can perform because, you know, everybody that learns anything are going to have mistakes in the beginning. And that's where puppy raising service time is so great is because it allows them to, you know, help introduce the right way to do it. And if there are any mistakes, they can correct them and help reinforce the right way to do things. Exactly.
1: And um it is a really learning and growth period. I mean, they're still puppies, think mm-hmm. about it, you know. Um, and we're working with the retrievers, so it takes them a little while to mature. So so we're kind of we're we're going through the pain of the maturity. <laughs> we go through the terrible twos, we go through mm-hmm. the teenage years, and just when they start to be like the perfect dog, then we have to turn them in. <laughs> <laughs> then they go on to the instructors who lay on those mm-hmm. additional skills. Um, the guide dog skills that they're going to need to know or the service dog skills that they're going to need to know but um, yeah it's 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 really wonderful and we're it's all positive reinforcement right mm-hmm. so we're, we're doing treat training so we're introducing that and, and in a way that the dog um, understands that at first you get a lot you, you fill up that bank right you get <laughs> a lot of reinforcement for doing things right but as they get older and uh, mature and get Then we're kind of where it's not so often. So they're Mm -hmm. learning that, yes, the paycheck's going to come, but it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, every minute or every hour. So, yeah,
0: Yeah. that way they don't start thinking they can do anything and then get that reward. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: We've laid that bank, we've built up that bank for them. So by the time they're um, the instructors have them or they go out as uh, in their career, they know, oh, yeah, I know it's coming. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: but and because I've got that bank
0: built up and I know how to do this. So, <laughs> so how do um, does your team help support the puppy racers as they're going through um, their time with the dot? Because there's a lot of things that can sometimes be out of their control or there might be some additional things that they need help with. So, how do you and your team help support that time when the dog is with their puppy raiser?
1: Oh wow, that we are all about yeah, you know, puppy raising. Where we are, um, you know, it's our it's our job to um, recruit raisers and mm-hmm. then retain them and support them. So, mm-hmm. and support is a big, huge piece to retaining them, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we have um, online resources. Um, we have um, an p- extensive puppy raiser manual that, that they can use as a reference whenever they need to. We have online resources um, that are at their fingertips for, on our website. We have our regional managers um, and our area coordinators. So, our area coordinators, I mentioned, are our volunteers. So, mm-hmm. they're, they're um, for the raiser whenever they need them. If they kind of, and they have, they are very experienced puppy raisers. They've raised many puppies. They have a lot of skill, but when they need pros, that's where our regional managers come in mm. and they can do one-on-ones with our puppy raisers. Um, we have, you know, they teach basic skills classes at least quarterly, sometimes monthly. Um, so we offer support in that way. Um, you know, we're just a phone call away really from our razors and whatever they need, we're going to be there for them with whatever they need. We're also evaluating those puppies um, three times uh, in person. Um, so the, the regional managers really have a pulse on how a razor and a puppy are doing. And they also have, are reaching out proactively to a razor um, several times during the raising period to make sure that, it, you know, how are just asking, how are things going?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How are they? Because sometimes right. sometimes support is not so much about, you know, how are you doing with the puppy? It's just, how are you doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because mm-hmm. it's so intertwined.
0: Yeah, and that's, and that's a, a good leading for the, the question I want to pose from the mindset of, say, like a first-time raiser. You can only imagine how nervous they are you know they're new to this whole puppy raising thing they they want to make sure the dog succeeds um like is there any pressure on them to have to succeed or is it just like hey listen this is your first time <laughs> you, you you know you're, you're gonna make mistakes which is fun that's what we're here for um you know I, go, go go ahead
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, um, I think any pressure is probably internal from the razor mm-hmm. I remember when my very first puppy I wanted to do everything exactly right mm-hmm. I probably knew the mat the manual better than but I know it now, mm-hmm. honestly, and I write help write the manual. <laughs> um, But you just, you know, so I think there's that internal pressure. We as uh, as puppy raising services and an organization understand that the first time you do anything, you're going to be mistakes. Mm. It's okay. Um, There's nothing that's going to be so um, egregious, really, other than, you know, deliberately breaking a protocol that, Mm. you know, that that would be tough
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: there are some there's some no-goes with us you know we we don't believe in positive punishment in any way mm-hmm. so we could just not have that happen in our program um that's a mistake that would be kind of tough to get through
2: right.
1: um but otherwise yeah just you know if you don't teach us a, a, a perfect sit or um your marker your timing on your markers a little off that's okay we're going to help you um we are about growing razors and um, you know we don't expect everybody to be, mm, mm-hmm. we don't expect perfection. Mm. Um, our instructors, when the dogs come in for training do not expect perfect puppies. There is no such thing mm-hmm. as a perfect puppy. And so there, and there's really no such thing as a perfect razor. So um, we all, we feel like if you come with an attitude of you're um, open to listening and um, learning, and having a good sense of humor because just when you think you got it with these puppies, <laughs> they will do something where you go, Oh, head slap, you know, <laughs> I thought I had that. And this one's challenged me. And now I need to think of a different way to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's great, great for people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's just good for people listening because I think if, if there are any of you guys out there that would like to become puppy raisers, yeah, I think it's important to know it's like, listen, we're not going to punish you if the sits not. 10 out of 10, you know, the, the marker timing is not perfect. You know, we, the understanding is like, listen, the dogs are going to perform at their own pace, but as long as you're there with a positive attitude, you want to, you know, do your best, you know, it's just, we'll work together. Exactly. That's exactly right. It's a partnership. And Mm -hmm.
1: and, um, we're here to support them and help them grow. Um, like I said, we don't expect, um, perfect raisers. We don't expect people to come in and, you know, having raised, you know, multiple dogs in their life. Well, and maybe even if they had, they probably have never raised a guide
0: dog before. So there's, there's room to learn for everybody. Yeah. It's also important to know that every dog is going to be different too. They're all going to have their own personalities. They're going to have their own wants and needs. And, you know, maybe even you can give them the perfect curriculum but they at, at the end of the day decide that it's just not for them so you know the dogs will always be different too
1: that's the you're exactly right i'm so glad you said that yes that every dog is different and every dog will teach you something new the hardest puppy i raised whoo, <laughs> uh, i think she was number six and you know boy she was a tough cookie well guess what her career is she's a breeder and she is producing some great dogs Mm so um, you know she's she was um just a smart dog and Mm -hmm. required a little bit more of me and you know what i had to go to my rm for help (laughs) (laughs) i was like help me i don't know what to do here (laughs) so so yeah please understand that we we know that um every dog is different and every razor is different
0: and Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We're here to support all of them and make each of them the best that they can be.
0: Absolutely, I I want to talk about an amazing and and, and it also is a very sensitive um, event, and that is the day that the puppy has to come back to southeastern because that is the if, you know that, that 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 does happen you know these dogs do live with you but they do eventually have to come back to the campus and. You guys put on this amazing event to, you know, try and make it as happy as it can because it's a very sensitive and emotional time when you get that call saying, "Okay, Jack or Jane, it's time to turn them in." You have the puppy turn in.
1: Yes, we do. It's um, freshman orientation. We mm-hmm. call freshman orientation, um, and of course, you know, even if you are the most raisers understand, mm-hmm. and I think all of them do, you know, it's sometimes hard to feel it in your heart, but you know it in your head that we're not raising this dog for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we are raising this dog for someone else. We are raising this dog for Chad or, or, mm-hmm. or you know, we don't know who that person's going to be, but it's not for us. We might want this dog. We love, we absolutely love this dog. <laughs> Believe me, we cannot <laughs> do not with them. We would worry if you didn't. Um, but you know that that day is going to come when you're going to have to let go of the leash and let them go from your heart and and it is a lot like and it's no small coincidence that this was developed at the time that my youngest son went off to college (laughs) and i thought wow this is a very similar parallel experience and i went to a freshman orientation to let my sons off to college so i was like I think it would really help if we could have a similar thing for our razors. And then, you know, we get the hard part out of the way. We separate them from, we celebrate, mm-hmm. um, but but separate. And the dogs go off and are doing their thing. They're getting introduced to their new roommate. Um, they're getting their weights done. They're, you know, getting, uh, getting some fun time too. Mm-hmm. And for the parents, if you will, the razors, we do education for them. So we have our wonderful um, director of training comes to everyone for our director of guide dog training comes our director of service dog training comes and um, some of our uh, guide dog instructors and service dog instructors come and they do demonstrations and we have a morning of education. And um, we have so that they the raisers understand that this may be an end for them, but it's a big another beginning for the dog and the dog's Oh, gosh, I wish I could, um, you know, have your the listeners understand the dogs when they hit campus on that day are so excited. Mm-hmm. They are excited to because they're ready for the next challenge. And it's harder on us as razors because the dog is like, OK, see you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're kind of like standing there like. Ah. <laughs> Um, I've tried with every one of them I've turned in, but mm-hmm. I've survived every one of them. And then after the dogs come in, that's not the end of it for the razor. Mm-hmm. Um, we're keeping them updated. So that's part of our support too, is we do monthly training reports from the, um, instructors. So they're mm-hmm. learning, they know what progress the dog is making and we're mm-hmm. in communication. So right up until whatever that final decision is for that dog as a career placement, um, you know, hopefully to get that puppy raiser day, um, that wonderful puppy raiser day. But if not, we're still keeping them updated.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I I wish I could just reinforce how as emotional of a day the freshman orientation is, how wonderful of a day that is too, because the staff at Southeastern really goes all out to make this as fun, in you know happy and occasion as it can be i mean when these dogs get turned in i wish i could show you the videos of some of these dogs because honestly the owner and the razor are sadder about this and the dogs are because some of those dogs they get the you know the, the the leash switch and they're off they run all the way into the back they're like all right see you mom see you dad i'll i'll write to you baby yeah and they it, do. <laughs>
1: they are gone. They are. It's just like your kid at college. It's like, oh, bye. Bye-bye. I don't want, you know, <laughs> I'm off to be, I'm off to party with my friends. And um, yeah, we have a wonderful program that, you know, has all the dogs' nicknames that the Razors have given. Which them. I love. Right? Oh For my goodness.
2: I, fun I little love- <laughs> story. Yeah. Fun
1: stories about the dog and just, yeah, it's all about celebrating the next step. Um, so yeah, we do, we do try to make it as, as easy on the razor as, as possible. And if somebody needs a fit, uh, it's kind of, I say it's a figurative hug, Mm -hmm. but if somebody needs a literal hug, we are there for them as well. Mm -hmm. I think yes. I don't have anyone in puppy raising services now who has not raised a puppy. So we've all been there. Mm -hmm. All of us, we've all had our turn in day. We all know what it's like. So we, we, we get it and we're there for it. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's great to have an entire team that's been through because they, they'd be like, you know, be there for that hug. and be like, I exactly know, you know, and, but I do love how you you like, like, um, you have their nicknames, and then you have voted most likely to take naps and snuggle. Yes. <laughs> you guys really go all out. And then I also love because um, I've had the honor of you know speaking at one of these events, and it's you know my goodness for me, it's so important for a student to be able to go there and speak because like they, like you said that Puppy Raiser Day, we 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 get it, you know we we've seen it and how it, it benefits us and our dog. Um, But I love that you guys include all the trainers and you have them go around and just kind of, you know, go to the different departments too, because I think it's also really good for those people that are turning the dog in to know it's like, look at what all your dog is going to get to do. It's going to have so Mm -hmm. much fun. And, And like you said, this is just the beginning of their next part of their amazing journey. Exactly. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And um, I think it helps for them to realize that, you know, yes, they're not going to be in your home anymore, but they're going to be in a new environment where they are loved. You don't work at Southeastern Guide Dogs if you don't love dogs. And so from the canine care technicians who are feeding them and running them and, you know, making sure that they're, you know, everything's going as it should be to the veterinary staff that's, you know, making sure that they are healthy and and well cared for and taking care of any of those needs, Um, you know, to the instructors who are, and even our on-campus volunteers who Mm. are helping out with enrichment and our fitness team, these dogs are busy,
0: (laughs) you know, know, Mm -hmm.
1: they're, they're, they're not, I hate to say it, but they're not missing us, that's Uh, right, you know, they're, they've got many, many things that they're doing. That's not to say that they don't still love us and remember Mm -hmm. us. They do, but they're not missing. And I think maybe (laughs) our razors can think about that a little bit and realize Mm -hmm. that, that that makes it a little bit easier to turn that leash over.
0: Yeah. Trust me. Um, they might not be missing you, but they never forget you. And I a hundred percent know that for a fact, because I have the amazing honor of having a lifelong relationship with my puppy raisers. I shouted them out in the beginning, um, Michelle and Roger Reese. I absolutely adore them all my heart. They are just amazing people and it's been great to be able to connect with them and have them kind of be a second family and also allow them to get to see Andros and all the amazing things that he's done and his journey. Um, but I, what i'm I'm trying to say is no he remembers michelle he remembers mama michelle so much even if if he hears her voice he's just like michelle and i'm just like all right go get her (laughs) because i know at that moment he doesn't worry about me at the he's like hey dad i love you but i gotta go see my first mom
1: Yeah, it is wonderful that you may as a razor you're going to have those relationships with people that you probably would never have met had Mm. you not taken this journey with us so Mm. it is really wonderful and I'm so glad to, to know Um, well, I knew because I know you and I know Michelle and Roger (laughs) (laughs) that you've had this wonderful relationship. And I know that there are many, many others um, that have as well. So it's always a personal choice, um, personal preference um, for the recipient, but it is, it is a wonderful bonus for the puppy raiser. If you can have that contact or some kind of contact, even if it's, um, you know, just a Christmas card or an occasional or a, an occasional email or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. How they're doing. They just wonder. Sometimes. Yeah. I,
0: oh, absolutely. I know. I know everyone has that, that personal choice because we as the students are asked while we're on campus, like because because the, there is a period of time where mm-hmm. we're not allowed to contact them. Um, so we do have to. It's, it is a little bit of a waiting game for all of us, you know, to see, are we going to get the chance to, you know, connect with them? And for me, you know, the personal choice was, I I want my puppy racers to see what their dog is doing. And I want them to be able to reach out and kind of ask, have you done any crazy journeys? And I can tell them, oh yeah, we we went to New York City for Christmas and he flew first class. You know, (laughs) I I, I want to be able to do that because I, for me and the way that I approached it is, I, I just want them to be able to celebrate all the amazing things that their dog is doing. And I, I always just felt it would be so important to allow them to see what their dog has been doing and they've been able to see it from the first day and, you know, next year they'll be able to see it to the very last day when I have to retire him from, because it'll be time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, know, I know that's a, that's a tough one for you mm. guys, but yeah, we're, I, I think it's a wonderful, just, really blessing when you Mm -hmm. can have that relationship and um so i know that michelle and roger are feel just the same about you yeah
0: yeah yeah because you know it's such an amazing team and you know it is a hard job that's for sure i mean some (laughs) you know some people can't do it they you know they just the idea of giving the dog back is just too much for them and you know what that's the number one deterrent.
1: I can't <laughs> even get my own sister to raise. And she's a huge dog lover. And she's like, I can't do it, Leslie. I can't give them back. And I'm like, sure you can. Mm-hmm. You know, your daughter didn't move back in the basement and eat slow. <laughs> you know, you but she's like, No, I can't. And that's okay. We mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. But um, I I promise you, if you start this journey with us, you will, it's kind of like belays, potato chips. It's hard to have just one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, not, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing, Mm -hmm. you feel Mm -hmm. so fulfilled and, um, like you've really contributed to making a positive change in Mm -hmm. the world. And, you know, there's nothing better than that. I think to feel like you've really made a difference. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I know not just you speaking as the director of public but as someone who has had their dog, become a breeder as well as a working guide. Um, there's, there's no bigger happy moment. I feel as, as a racer, when you're told, okay, um, your dog is going to be a guide dog or your dog's going to be a service dog or your dog is going to have any sort of career. I can only imagine how happy that is for you as the, the puppy raiser to know that everything that you did paid off and that your dog is doing an amazing job.
1: Yes, it is. It is incredibly rewarding, and yeah, that when you get that, <laughs> that when you, of course I always have inside information on. <laughs> it's sometimes hard too because sometimes mm-hmm. you get those hard emails that are like, oh, it, make it." But yeah, no, there's nothing so rewarding as knowing that you have made a difference, and that this dog that you have loved and nurtured and um, taught and raised is has found their place and mm-hmm. found their, um, career. Mm-hmm. And that's that in and
0: of itself is a huge reward. Yeah. I, I think it's just crazy. You know, you, you started this and you said you didn't want any responsibility, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then you ended up becoming the director of puppy Raising services, which has all the responsibilities um, yeah. and you've been doing it for 12 years. Um, yeah. what has kept you motivated to do it? all throughout these years and I I know you're going to continue to do it for many many more years but what would you say has been like the key motivator for you to continue taking on all the responsibilities?
1: (laughs) Uh, Every every student, every class um, that comes in um, really is motivation for me to continue Um, whether I have a dog that's going to be eligible for that class or not, just when I see, um, students come in on the first day and I'm privileged to meet them on the first day Mm -hmm. and, um, to that match day, um, that is the reward for me. Um, and that, and to work with these amazing puppy raisers Mm -hmm. that will face, sometimes disappointment after disappointment because statistically you know to raise a guide it's yeah. statistically not in your favor as a racer um that they'll keep at it and keep going just because they know that there is hope
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the end of the leash mm-hmm. and that's what keeps them keeps me going every
0: absolutely 100 could not agree with you more. <laughs> um, well, Leslie, thank you so, so much for sitting down with me and talking with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I absolutely love puppy racing services. I love the puppy raisers. And um, it was, you know, one of the big feathers in my cap as an employee for Southeastern Guide Dogs to um, speak at a freshman orientation because honestly, there's no bigger, like, full circle kind of moment than to be the recipient of a puppy raisers dog and then to be able to speak and tell them just how important the work they is um, that they're doing is. Um, so just thank you so, so much for all that you do. Truly, your team is our superheroes as well.
1: <laughs> thank you. It was
0: my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Hey, before I let you go, if anyone would want to, after listening to this, maybe be like, you oh, know, this kind of sounds cool to me. I think I might want to become a puppy raiser. What's the best way for them to start reaching out to you or maybe even put in that application? Yeah, go to the
1: website, Mm -hmm. guidedogs.org. Um, under the get involved, there's a uh, raise a puppy. So click that icon and look at all of the information there. We have like a self test where you can kind of check and see if this really fits your lifestyle or not. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, put in the application. Mm-hmm. It doesn't um, obligate you to anything, but it just gets our process started. That way we can get you learning and, um, you know, who knows? We'll see where it goes
0: from there. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much, Leslie. It's been amazing to catch up with you again and to get to talk about puppy raising because like I said, uh, I'll continue to butter you up and say that you have an amazing team and you do an amazing job. Thanks, Chad. And again, you're welcome. So happy to be able to talk about what Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for part two of the Guide Dog Mini Series. If you missed part one, again, we sat down with Zuhay Gonzalez. So please go back and give that a listen. Of course, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Now, for part three, we're going to sit down with Jennifer Johnson. She is the current director of The Trainers. And funny story about Jen is... Back all the way in 2014, when I was a young 20-year-old, she was actually one of the trainers who trained my class to get their guide dogs. So it's going to be really, really crazy to sit down with her and be like, do you remember when you were just my trainer? And now you're overlooking the entire program. So <laughs> it's going to be a lot of good stuff to talk about. And we're going to learn a lot about the conditioning and the training that goes into these amazing dogs to you know, take them to that final step where they're getting ready to be matched with their person that's going to you know be changed forever because of these amazing superheroes. So I really hope you guys look forward to part three. Anyways, that's going to be it. Please do remember, if you would like to send me an email so that I could get in touch with my guests and ask her some additional questions, you can email me at cmbouton. That is C-M-B-O-U-T-O-N at yahoo.com. Again, all one word, cmbouton. At yahoo.com. And the podcast does have its own Twitter page. It's 2200Hindsight at 20200Hindsight. All one word 2200Hindsight. If you know anybody that would like to listen to the podcast, please do let them know that we are on Anchor, we are on Spotify, and we are on Apple Podcasts. All right, guys, until we meet again, please be safe, be kind, and take care. Bye,
2: guys.